There are days that define your story beyond your life. Welcome to 5-Minute Arrival. The podcast where we look at the film Arrival five minutes at a time. I'm Robert. I'm Sarah. Any questions? Where do they want? Where are they from? Why are they here? This is a priority. Our priority today, minutes 106 to 110, which began with the shell over Marrakei, Venezuela, dissipating into the clouds, along with the music track Rise from Johan Johansson's score. And we have two guests this time, Haley Mervini and Katie Tomney from Time Warp Radio. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hel- <Welcome>. Human. Human. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Haley. Yeah. <laughs> Katie. Katie. Human. So we're right near the end of the movie, but if you got general thoughts on the thing as a whole before we get into the segment, now's your chance. Listen, I didn't know you guys were going to put me through the Pixar Up treatment yeah. of like, <laughs> Ooh. So you're crying in the first five minutes. You're welcome. Oh, no. <laughs> Just that's how it starts. <laughs> yeah, neither of us had seen this movie before. And oh, no. Uh, yeah, so it was a really huge treat to watch it, mm-hmm. honestly. And we were really lucky because we had just finished watching The Day the Earth Stood Still for our Patreon content. Mm-hmm. And so that felt like really fresh on my yes. brain. I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, I see. So many parallels. Yeah. The original or the remake? The original. Yes. Oh, okay, nice. Better than the remake. <laughs> <laughs> we actually haven't seen the Keanu Reeves one. Ah, the original's better. but the like creatures felt like the because i haven't seen the remake but it felt like it looked like the gort that's in the remake of the day the earth stood still when we see like the head and shoulders of i've seen so many alien movies i forgot what gort looked like in the remake (laughs) i just remember not caring for it yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's like silver and just has the big red eye that appears when needed but it's like that's definitely what I got when I when I was trying to distract myself from Amy Adams' CGI hair. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that looks like Gort, kind of." But yeah, I loved it. I thought the whole thing was so moving, and I was like caught off guard by how emotional I felt the whole time. And the oh my gosh, the minutes you gave us too are particularly. Ooh. Uh, heart wrenching. So yeah, I think you got the most, the most heart wrenching one. <laughs> it's the most reflective, very yeah. tearful <laughs> moments in the film. At, at the beginning, you might not know why you're sad. Now you know why you're sad. Yeah. Yes. As uh, 26 seconds into this segment, it fades to black, and Max Richter's "On the Nature of Daylight" starts playing again. So it's that theme that's been going with her memories of Hannah. This is the third time it's been in the movie, and it's in the. It's got that beautiful shot of the glass windows looking out on the beach mm-hmm. yeah right i love that it fades in before the camera comes down so it goes from black to not quite black because it's on the ceiling and then it it pans mm-hmm. down it's echoing the shot that opened the film exactly we're going back to yes, the close yeah. right because the whole yeah. palindrome so we have to end but i think in the beginning of the film did it pan up the window and now it's panning no, down it, it panned it, down it did the but same way both the, times? the position of the camera was slightly different but the telescope was off to the left the wine bottle was on everything on the table but the wine glasses is the same i assume they shot these two shots the same day <laughs> but before there were wine glasses now uh, louise walks into frame carrying a wine glass instead i just love it i love this shot yeah it, lo- it reminded me of road to perdition oh sam mendez's 
that movie. I haven't seen that in with a long all time. of the shots yeah. outside of. It's like a reoccurring motif of like looking out of this beach house mm-hmm. and yeah. just kind of like the solidarity that comes with you get so pensive near water, you know, and that's a very solitary mood. <laughs> and so like, it's so interesting because it's, it really, like you're saying it's a palindrome and it's her experiencing becoming a mother. And like, that's also kind of a solitary experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was even more so for her. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Yeah. Oh, so sad. Uh, I I like the transition from this shot as well, because they've been playing with the... We don't quite understand how her memory interacts with stuff from the future. We've, like, there's uh-huh. the explanation and then there's the visuals, which don't always match. Uh-huh. But I like that the end of this shot, she looks to the left. Uh-huh. And we cut to a helicopter off at the left, like, getting ready to take off. And so it's like she's remembering uh-huh. the same thing and seeing the visual we are. Oh, we should have looked up the thing about memory. I didn't even think to do that until you said that just now. Which, where... There's something about memory where people look up to the left for certain things and look oh, up when to the right for when certain when they're things. making things up, they look one way, and when they're trying to yeah. remember, they look up another. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't remember which is which. Well, I'll I just... Google that real quick. But... <laughs> I'm gonna reach for my tin foil uh, and, and wrap <laughs> it securely around my head right now, too, <laughs> because I asked Katie this question of if Louise can see the future, does that mean she can change the future? No. And like, how much <laughs> was she like? manifesting the conversation she was having with the Chinese general that that we just recorded our talk about that episode. And that was one we kind of had some problems with because in the 18 months later at the gala, she seems a little surprised by some things he says, Mm -hmm. but she shouldn't be surprised because she knows this. Mm -hmm. And so we had a question as to whether she's playing the part because he can't see the future or was it a weird acting choice by Amy Adams, a weird choice by the director so it makes some for some inconsistencies, but we forgive them because we like the movie overall. I think it's kind of deliberate. I I took it as um, her not fully understanding her power. I well, in the present, it. certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I, I would think eighteen months from now she would know how it works. Which is why I'm yeah. like, if she's manifesting it, if she's thinking to herself as she's running through these tunnels with this telephone that Mm -hmm. happened to so conveniently be out of that guy's hands for two minutes. I'm fine with that that because how prince a dick. So if he's stupid enough to leave his phone behind, good for that. Yeah, it totally deserves it. But how kismet for her to have that accessible to her. And then it's almost like she's in her mind thinking, if this is successful... If this goes off without a hitch, if I am able to write a book on everything that I've learned Mm -hmm. on this mission, there would be a gala. There would be an incredible ceremony that everyone who'd want to meet me would be there. And you know who would want to be there is the Chinese general, because you know what? I'm going to get him on the phone right now and I'm going to talk to him. Okay. Okay. Because I haven't heard, obviously I haven't heard what you guys just recorded. <laughs> that episode's not out But yet. what do you think she says to the general? What do you think his wife's last words Well, we know are? what she said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, well. Sure. Yeah. The, she says several Please things to share. him, but in, per- in particular, the usual translation for what his wife's words were, war does not make heroes, it makes orphans and widows. Oh. Mm. See, that's so moving. 
And they deliberately did not put subtitles on it because they didn't want the audience to know. But they also got the writer back that day to write specific lines for her to say in Chinese. Because they wanted it to be very specific, but then also leave us not knowing at the same time. I love that. I also love that. Because that kind of implies like a need for a universal language, a need for linguistics, a need for being able to understand other people from other places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we have access to the internet. You're going to be able to find out if you want to know. And so it's, it's nice. Yes. And I love that she, because in that flash forward, the general seems so, he seems like he can see the future. And yeah, he seems to have some type of um, like extra knowledge about her. Or he's very trusting in. Well, he he knows she's the one who called him out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's trusting in like clandestiny. Yeah. Yeah. If that's a word. (laughs) It's not. I like it. It's a word now. It is now. <laughs> That's the thing about language. Language is meant to help us communicate. It's okay. not for gatekeeping purposes or to exclude people. So it's now. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're all words. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I really <laughs> fell in love with Amy Adams's character because I actually have a degree in anthropology and linguistics is one of the things that I studied for a long, long time in college. And so I was like, Oh my god, you never get to see anthropologists besides, like, Indiana Jones. But, like, any <laughs> other franchise, you never get anthropologists, no. except for if they're assholes and they're Ross from Friends. Like, you, oh, right. there's no cool anthropologists. <laughs> yeah, like, know-it-alls. Or uh, or maybe a villain in a horror film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't get much no of the anthropology. Cool anthropologists. Yeah. And so I was, like, super stoked. I was like, wow, linguistics is finally becoming the hero. <laughs> <laughs> Then can she change the future? No. Because she... Okay. The... the, And I actually have a part in my notes from the original story for potentially this episode. I keep skipping it. Mm. So it keeps moving from episode to episode in my notes. But where she specifically says she cannot change the future. And we've referenced a thing before where she says she wouldn't want to. Like, that's how her understanding Mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. With the way she understands the universe now. Right. That's why one change from the original story I've said positive things about is that they have her daughter die from cancer instead of an accident because Mm. an accident is preventable yes and that i thought that was a good change i don't know i feel like because then she asks we haven't gotten to it in our minutes yet i can wait to talk about what she asks okay 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 okay. because she comes back (laughs) in as narrator here and she says so hannah This is where your story begins, the day they departed. And we get the common shot from this movie of behind people. We're behind Ian and Louise as they're out there at the field. Mm -hmm. And he puts his hand on her shoulder. She doesn't seem to react, so he takes his hand away. I I like that because it it gets better (laughs) later. But there's this moment where she's, she's not paying attention. So this is something that comes up a lot. Why do you think we get all of the shots from behind? Is it again like a palindromic thing? Like we're looking in front and we're looking behind and we're looking at things from various angles? Is there another reason they want I, I, well, it's a It's a common thing that the director does, not just in this movie. He does he does it in Blade Runner 2049. I'm pretty sure he did it in Sicario a lot, especially when they were in the tunnels. We'd follow behind them. Hmm. I think it's he's going for like an immediacy thing, like we're there with them. But it feels less so. But yeah, sometimes it feels less so. The shot kind of puts us in their heads because we've been seeing so much of 
Amy Adams' perspective yeah. in her future sight. I mean, it, it is close to them. It's not like we're watching from far away. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, it's so close that we don't need to see their facial expressions yeah. because we know what face they're making. Like, it's the face that I'm making right now as I'm quietly weeping on my couch. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think, yeah, it puts us, especially when there's both of them on the screen, you can't really be up close to one. He's giving that, we're as close as we can be to both of them, basically. Mm-hmm. In this shot, at least. Mm-hmm. Why he does it all the time, I don't know. It's just, just an affectation because he likes yeah. silhouettes. Yeah. <laughs> looking at people from behind. Well, maybe because since it's Hannah's story, mm. Ian being there is equally as important. So that's why a lot of the shots include him, is it's like... Yeah. Well, especially in this segment, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just so heartbroken I want her to be able to change the future. I want her to be able to know what she knows now. And Well, I mean, there was a reason that Abbott and Costello gave her the knowledge and not him because, you know, he obviously wasn't able to accept the thing that he can't change things and that mm-hmm. things are going to happen that he won't have the okay. ability to handle. It's interesting. Because that's sort of the opposite of the way I think of it, is because he didn't get the language, he has trouble understanding. You're saying, like, they didn't give it to him because he's that person who wouldn't understand. Uh Yeah, because for me... Which is intriguing. Wow, the whole cause-effect chicken is like, why did (laughs) one happen before they... Well, because Abbott and Costello can can see, you know, they can see what's going to happen, and Mm -hmm. so... Well, yeah, and we don't know why Louise understands and other... There's got to be linguists at some of the other 12 sites. Yeah. It'd be silly not to. It's probably that there are linguists at all of the other 12 sites. And it's literally just that they need to work together. They haven't gotten to the point where they're at that level in the escape room where they need to ask for a hint. And the hint is work together, guys. And then they're like, oh, shoot. Oh, okay. Now I know how to figure out this puzzle. And like, so would you say that Louise is the most cunning linguist? (laughs) (laughs) There's our title. Clever. Yeah. Is there a show title? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, in, in the original story, it's very explicit that there are linguists at all of them, and they're talking to each oh, other. Okay. It's It lasts more than, what is this, 28 days? Mm-hmm. And they get along. There's no China plot in the original story. It's mm. it's nicer. It's much nicer. We're all working together. And the aliens leave, and we don't know why they were here. It's it's fun. Mm. 28 days. I yeah. love how everything is just so careful. Like, the life cycle of an egg. Mm. The ship looks like an egg when it's leaving. <laughs> it's like it's just floating away, disappearing into that haze cloud-like shape. Even there, like, 28 days is a cycle of beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does it kind of, I'm not sure. It's not going into light speed because we would see, like, a tail. No, no. Of it going. It kind of just uh, time warps, if you will. It kind of seems, yeah. yes. Warps, <laughs> In the story, the, the ship never comes to earth they put these shell things on the ground that are just like screens they're little domes and so the aliens never actually come down this is similar in that regard in that it can just kind of disappear we've we've theorized that maybe there were only ever two aliens that just took turns going from site to site and talking to people well i don't think they're aliens at all okay i think they're hands yes of of one one being Uh Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh uh-huh i like that and then th- I like what you said of if it's like it's just a projection, then it'd be the one being projecting to all 12 places at once. 
and it's just his hands are what they see in front of the screen. Yeah. Because he's just like, he's a, a god. Then would it matter if Costello died? It's just like my hand got, well, like. Because <laughs> he, it, well, that too, it does they make limit the language his by moving words. their two hands together. <laughs> right. <laughs> it doesn't matter that much now. But you don't want to lose your hand. <laughs> no, you don't want to. It just seems weird. Like if you're talking about like, oh, no, he's in his death thing. That's not usually how someone talks about. Well, then we come back hand. to the whole <laughs> uh, Christ figure thing from several episodes ago, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, the big supreme being that's talking to everyone lost his right hand. And so hmm. Abbots are Christ. Wow. Figure. Yeah. There's so much religious imagery mm-hmm. in this film. <laughs> yeah, the 12. The- yeah. yeah, yes. That's another of the parallels that I definitely saw with The Day the Earth Stood Still. I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that it's a bad thing. Like, it's an incredible story, and it's very well adapted into, like, mm-hmm. this new format. Yeah. But I, it's just yes. it's very, very similar, but in a very enjoyable way. Mm-hmm. I had a question, too. Like, okay, now we're just kind of hopping around, but this is what, I'm, what where my, my mind went. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> when they are, so their observatory room, right? It seems like perfectly constructed for that bomb to have detonated there. And also to be the perfect, like, catching place for Louise and Ian when they get ejected from mm-hmm. the observation room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, like... In that way, the aliens kind of change the future because they don't know if the soldiers are going to plant a bomb there. They can just imagine that maybe that's what the humans are going to resort to. No, they do know it because they can, they can see, see the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, okay. But then it's like, so, okay. That's... Well, that's why they didn't try and get away because they can't change the future. But then they constructed... A vessel that would be perfect for still the humans to observe them without it being destroyed. Well, it, their... it, it can serve that purpose, but it also serves like when they f- humans first got in, the humans have to make the effort. They've got to mm-hmm. figure out how to get inside. Mm-hmm. They've got to walk up to the thing. And so it it may work that way, but I don't know that it was necessarily made for that. Okay, no, that I like that too, that they have to, there's more intention in them making contact. Well, even we, we quoted, I don't think it was, I think it was the director, many, many episodes ago about how the aliens came here, but they stopped 30 feet short mm-hmm. because they want us to make yeah. the effort. Oh, <laughs> <You know? right. laughs> they're not going to do everything for us. Mm-hmm. And even after the bomb goes off, they don't take off at that point. They just... Go a little higher. Mm-hmm. They're like, mm, now I'm you're going to have to work. Here. Now this is going to take you five years to yeah. figure this out instead you have to of build just... a whole building just to get up here. Yeah. <laughs> Continuing in this segment, Ian asks if she's all right, and Louise narrating again says, "Despite knowing the journey and where it leads, I embrace it and I welcome every moment of it." And mm-hmm. we get first the shot of her at home and the blurry silhouette of we don't know who outside. I think the movie's being silly. Mm. At this point, we should guess who's out there. But then we see baby Hannah in Louise's hands. and But his, like, shape, his shadow is, yeah. like, the shadow that keeps reoccurring as well in the background. Like, of of spindly hands and trees. And... Yeah. It's very reminiscent of the heptapod shape. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, it the silhouette thing, coming back to that, in this movie, at least, could also serve as not just putting us with them, like, because they're vague, but 
it's like memory. Mm-hmm. Like when the horse thing cut off at a segment so that I wasn't sure what was on the screen. It was blurry and I'm like, there's something there. Mm-hmm. And then in the next segment, we got the horse. And it's, there's lots of transitions where things are blurry first and then come in. It's something I complained about a lot on Mandy Sucks Minute because that movie used that really badly. <laughs> things were blurry for no reason. But here, I think it serves a purpose because each scene, it's like, it, especially for Louise, she has to know where am I now? Yeah, we're supposed to think and, and realize we, and orient yeah. and that's, yeah. And so it makes us readjust too. But this right here, this narration that you just read, mm-hmm. despite knowing the journey and where it leads, I embrace it and I welcome every moment of it. That's the thesis of the film, right? Yep. And that's the thing where it's like, does she, can she change the future? Does she? No. It's saying despite knowing all of the pain everything that's going to happen, that her relationships from her marriage to her being a mother, that it's all going to be temporary and there's going to be loss and there's like, she's going to choose it anyway. anyway. And that's yeah. why we cut to her holding baby Hannah's hand. So, mm-hmm. And her playing with the baby in the bed and there's someone else in the bed too, but we don't get to see him yet. <laughs> the movie's still trying to make us not know. Then that's when we go to Hannah a little older and they are spelling her name together. Mm-hmm. And we're close on Louise's face. There's, it's hard to get to it in the description of from shot to shot here, but this segment, one of the things I noticed was we don't get shots of Hannah and Louise other than briefly with the baby. Okay. Before the camera would be on Louise's face and pan down to Hannah in the bed. Yeah. Now we get cuts between them and it's like it's visually separating the two of them a little more as the story comes to an end. Yeah. And then later when Ian is more present in the shots, it's kind of her memories of them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is so Ian, or blurry guy outside, starts walking toward the house. <laughs> and then we hear Louise says now backward and she and Hannah spell Hannah's name backwards. Ian comes in and says, you ready, baby? He says hi to Hannah. Don't worry. And then see ya. I'm not sure where Louise is going. At first I thought this was like, I was thinking about it wrong, and I'm like, oh, it's his night with the kid. But like, but this is the house where Louise lives, <laughs> so that doesn't fit. So I guess Louise has maybe a gala to go to or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could possibly be at her house. <laughs> She's important. Even if well, she right, were be over to watch. I mean, people do that. Yeah. Like, if it's just easier for the kid to be at home. But also, were He's they separated at the that bedtime point? story tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's hard to gauge. This is the Hannah who mm-hmm. is the Hannah she talked to on the shore about why he left. This is the same actress. But I, it's hard to put these specific scenes in order, time-wise. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's, I think it's before. she. Yeah, I think it's before as well, because she says, like, you're you're going to see your dad this weekend, you're going to his house, or something to that yeah. effect. Like, so it, it's pretty apparent that, like, Hannah goes to Ian's for his, like, weekends. So he wouldn't be at the house, I don't think. Yeah. I okay. thought it was yeah. before just because I thought it. I don't know just, how to yeah. 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 Just I, no, I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought so too. I'm just wondering what it's a weird cue to have Louise leaving and we don't know where she's going. I'm it's fine in reality, but this late in the movie I'm like, I wanna know. But that's my problem, I guess. <laughs> and if we take this montage as the order she's thinking of these things, then it also matters that we see the drawing of them with the bird in the cage and we see the clay mm-hmm. structures the same mm-hmm. montage. Because she's connecting all those things. yeah. And along with the blurry stuff, we get the final reveal for anyone in the audience who hasn't figured it out yet. As after Louise leaves, Hannah says, Daddy. 
really excitedly. So yeah, they're making sure. everything like very, very. So if the audience missed anything yeah. about the backwards and forwards, we're spelling out Hannah backwards uh-huh. and forwards and making sure <laughs> you didn't miss that. We've got the daddy line. And that's okay. Like, I think that's fine. Even but- the way she says it is fine. She just says it a little late because like... She waits till after Louise. Like, it seems like you'd say that when he walks in the room. But it's the movie making sure. If you didn't get it. Exactly. Right. He ends the father. <laughs> he is the father. Yes. yes. <laughs> what? You are the father. <laughs> I told you. Jerry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> And then he says, you okay? I'm just going to roll over you. So he rolls over him. It's a cute, playful scene. It's like mm-hmm. the only one where we really see Ian and Hannah. Yeah, because we it's couldn't cute. before. Yeah. And he says, are you ready? And then uh, I guess he's, he's, we can't see it, but it looks like he's holding a book in his hands. And he says, oh, guess what? Star stuff, which I like that he calls her that. Yeah. Cute. Goes back to like, everything's made of star stuff. And That is cute. Then we get back to the present. Them in the field, and Louise says, Ian, she says, yeah. If you could see your whole life from start to finish, would you change things? And I kind of like his answer. Maybe I'd say what I feel more often. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it's the big philosophical question that most of us think about at some point in our lives. Like, is there that thing that we would go back yeah. and change? And I don't know, like, polling, if people... Would. We, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't. Like, I don't that feel was like the thing, I would. That was a question we asked on Two Minutes About Time every week with yeah. every guest. And most of the guests didn't want to change anything. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, There were some where they, like, they want wanted to relive a certain moment and be yeah. there and see it and feel it again. Yeah. But no one wanted to change things because unless it's recent, changing something means changing everything changing that comes everything. after it's a whole time travel yeah. movie problem and i think that's mm-hmm. also part of the point like us realizing that even though we have to deal with pain and loss and everything being temporary like we wouldn't still go back. like the idea of going back to change something makes i think a lot of people feel really uneasy like you said right like they it's would a be great dramatic yeah. premise but when you really think about it it's it would be hard to do even if it were possible yeah Absolutely. Which is part of the point of the movie. But okay, so he says, he's he's the scientist, right? Mm-hmm. He says to her that he would say, he would communicate better how he was feeling as a human. Yeah. And is that going to help Luis in maybe changing how she reacts to Hannah in the earlier flashbacks that we saw where she was impatient and frustrated about... Anything that had to do with Ian, because at that point, Ian had been missing from her memories. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, she couldn't remember any of the happy times they'd had together mm-hmm. because he hadn't yet been introduced into her metaphysical mind. Um, right. <laughs> and so, like, is is now going forward, is Louise going to say how she feels more often? And is that maybe going to lead to a more long-term relationship with Ian where maybe she doesn't end up divorced because she says that she finds out how her husband left her yeah and like she doesn't sound happy about that reality she sounds like she oh now that I know that's how that happens like can't I learn from that well you know she could learn from it but that doesn't mean she can change it Mm -hmm. so maybe she feels better about it maybe that's why 
like in theory, she should remember Ian and her relationship with him much better than she remembers Hannah because it's the more recent future. And so it should be fresher in her brain. I, I think it, it seems like it works like memory, like recent events, big events matter. So him leaving didn't hurt as much as Hannah dying or she would have remembered it sooner. Mm -hmm. So maybe she deals with it better because she knows it's happening. But mm -hmm. no matter what, you, I mean, a kid dying, you're not going to, it's still going to be sad even if you know yeah, it's coming. you can't. <sighs> process that as easily as a relationship fizzling out mm -mm. yeah or maybe it's the opposite maybe that's more of why it does fizzle out is that i mean we know at some point she tells him about what's going to happen to hannah and he doesn't like that but maybe there was more where she's just doesn't ever maybe they never get along as well as they should have i don't know we don't see the relationship yeah. much right that's a good point the movie ends we don't see their life outside of this mission right you know they're in a a very concentrated bubble mm -hmm. where like of course we want them to be romantic leads with each other of course we want them to be perfect for each other i have to warn you i've heard relationships based on intense experiences never work okay we'll have to base it on sex then whatever you say ma'am <laughs> but like in the real world Sometimes it doesn't always work outside of the bachelor mansion. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and like it could, yeah, you're totally right. It could have had, they could have had a terrible relationship because at the core of it, he's a scientist and she's a linguist. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he's like a physicist. Like he's like heavy duty science. He's the numbers guy. Yeah. Right. But maybe like, maybe Louise knows now that she won't tell him Hannah's she can't change it. She can't change. She does the tell him. We know that. <laughs> She's seen yeah. it. But what if? But what if she doesn't? <laughs> but she will because she can't change it. Yeah. She knows. <laughs> she will because she has. She to. knows that it's going to happen. What's happened's happened. Yeah. Listen, my tin foils on pretty tightly, <laughs> but I think the metaphysics checks out that it's possible that she maybe doesn't tell him. In your mind, <laughs> yes. In reality, no. What is reality? I think okay, maybe we're talking about a movie. Fanfic is what you're looking yeah. for. <laughs> the, the film just is just vague enough together, that I think okay. it holds up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in the future, Louise with her wine glass is like dancing toward Ian still out of frame, even though now we know he's there. And then in the present, Ian says, looking up at the sky again, you know, I've had my head tilted up to the stars for as long as I can remember. You know what surprised me the most? It wasn't meeting them. It was meeting you. Boo! <laughs> you just said you wanted them to be together. I know, I know. You don't like the big romantic moment at the end that the audience Listen, was waiting for. I'm, for I'm, the I'm okay with this line. It's the baby line le later that bothers me. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is cringy. But yeah, it was just like, I I, I felt it coming really hard and i was uh that's what she said yeah yeah <laughs> i was just like oh they really he's gonna do say the cheesy line yeah yep. but again he's a sign he's a kind of he's a single a guy that has not had a lot of romantic luck right yeah he's a numbers guy and he says like early in the film mm -hmm. like yeah i'm not really good with ladies right but yeah. that also what there isn't more truer of a statement for him for both of them, that yes, of if, for, she's telling the story of Hannah. It's the most important part of that mission is that she meets Ian, mm, yeah, and that she falls in love with Ian. 
that's just a big part of the the theme and the thesis too is that mm-hmm. we're looking outside for answers we're always looking to things outside of ourselves to solve things for the universe to like reveal some big grand truth when it's our own experiences and embracing what's right in front of us the human emotions the bonding mm-hmm. so i think it's just more expression of yeah it's a pretty cheesy line but it's just more expression of like what the overall <laughs> so theme great. of the film is <laughs> i think it helps that his delivery is not he says it like he means it yeah, yeah. very genuine and for like the numbers guy who hasn't had as much dialogue as she's had through the movie it's like he's just saying exactly what he's thinking yes which he just said he wanted to do want to say how he feels more often. Yeah. So yes. Beautiful. See, okay, is he maybe already changing his own future? Is he already maybe <laughs> saying how he feels? Oh, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I deal with this ev- every day. No. Every day, you guys. <laughs> just the what ifs, you know? Yeah. And so then in the future, they're now dancing together. And then back in the field, they're looking at each other. And she puts her hand behind his neck and then puts her arm, other arm around him and hugs him. And here's another line that could be a little too cheesy, but yeah. I like it in context. No, it's perfect. Because she says, I forgot this how good perfect. it is. Especially because he should be so confused. <laughs> oh, right, right. Like, he knows she can do it, yeah. weird things. Yeah. He just saw a big mm-hmm. one, but he doesn't know. And then she says, I forgot how good it felt to be held by you. And he's probably like, wait, when did I hold you? Yeah. <laughs> I guess he did help her up when she tripped before. The thing or- that did is, is the line is like a weirdly passive wording. Yes. Well, I think that's that's part of her. I think, but- I think it's on purpose. Yeah. Because she said a few, like, just like, I just remembered why my husband left me. Yeah. She says mm-hmm. it's, she doesn't feel those things quite yet, but she mm-hmm. knows them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's getting to the feeling part. And this one's getting there mm-hmm. she's saying how she feels and b- but because the camera's behind him we don't see his confused face <laughs> <laughs> and but he's like all right this is I working yeah. i was thinking about how confusing that it would be to have somebody you hug for the first time be like i forgot how good it feels to hug you and i'm like i don't <laughs> yeah. i all of a sudden don't want to do this anymore yeah <laughs> but that's like where i get so weirdly emotional and i'm like oh gosh pass me the kleenex here they come the tears they're it's unstoppable now because it's just like it's sad Mm -hmm. this whole movie's sad you guys (laughs) (sighs) that's why i like it it's so wonderful (laughs) yeah it's wonderful it's it's sad while also being optimistic yes yeah oh because it's like bad things are gonna happen but those just make you who you are afterward yeah so it's nice and it's here we get the uh slow zoom on the mommy and daddy talk to animals drawing on the wall we see them hugging at home and this is when ian says you want to make a baby which i swear when we watched the movie again to start this show months ago i remembered that as being something he said in the field in montana and i'm like oh i'm so glad i was wrong about that That is not the follow-up to the incredibly stressful, constant mission they've been on. (laughs) You want to make a baby? Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then this segment ends with the camera behind Hannah's boots running through the grass. Mm -hmm. Which I believe is the same scene from the beginning where she's in the the half-horse, half-cowboy costume. Yeah, I think so. I mm-hmm. love I love the way that she runs, the like little kid like gallop run. <laughs> I love that run. So how many 
months slash years after, it could be weeks after the mission, are we seeing Louise and Ian making a baby? (laughs) I don't know. The only thing we know for sure is that the gala is 18 months after. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do we see a ring on her finger or anything? Or is that intentionally out of frame? I I don't think her hands are even in frame. I don't recall seeing. Certainly didn't notice one. Because I bet she just, I feel like they probably got hitched pretty fast. Yeah. Because we also don't see, I I believe we only see shoulders up. So that Mm -hmm. means we don't know if she's married. We don't know if she's pregnant. We don't know any of that. Yeah. It is odd that it'd be 18 months later and if nothing had really happened yet because clearly the way their relationship was, even though it seemed like it was a slow build, it was pretty quickly Mm-hmm. And it was pretty intense yeah. just because mm-hmm. it's not a trauma bond exactly, like from the exact definition of a trauma bond, but they it's bonded. Yeah, it's yeah. A big, <laughs> yeah. And so Profound usually experience. in that situation, yeah. you get emotionally close pretty quickly. So yeah. it wouldn't even be Definitely. that odd if she'd already been pregnant with Hannah or was yeah. at mm-hmm. that time or Mary. I don't know, but I don't recall seeing. Mm-mm. I don't I'm think bad with visuals, even in though, the shot so I don't even, I never remember things like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that just, what a whammy of a, and we don't know the answer to her question just yet, I guess. I know, we cut off right <laughs> in the middle of that Yeah, we won't question. know if she wants to make a baby until next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will she want to make a baby? Find out next yes. episode of Mari. Where we cut back to the baby that is made. <laughs> the entirety of the dialogue next week is her answer. So. so I guess anything else on this segment? I think we talked just about as much as you would want us to talk. Um, I are, called him e- we're Ian very wordy. Every, every time, right? I didn't call him Hawkeye ever. Or Jeremy. No, you did not. <laughs> okay, because I, I kept calling him Hawkeye, and then I realized Hawk guy and hot guy interest sound the same that is that um, is a line they kept a joke they kept making in matt fractions <laughs> issues of hawkeye oh boy and people thought he was well called then hot they guy. just i thought that that was i didn't want to say distracting but <laughs> it felt like at times the movie was trying to be shot like a marvel movie and i mean this was like peak marvel fame right this is like because Avengers, the, the first one came out in what, 2010, 2011? Like so like, this is only a few years after that mm-hmm. hype even started. Mm-hmm. So Jeremy Renner was definitely a big pull for this film. Mm-hmm. And so is Amy Adams, because she's a awesome. A babe. I love her. A babe. Ugh. Amy Adams, who I always and forever will get confused with Isla Fisher. Huh. Mm. I'll just always think of her from Enchanted. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's just, Amy Adams has always been such a pure performer like she's always <laughs> she really embodies like the character mm-hmm. that she plays mm-hmm. and just is the sweetest character so i i hope she's nice in real life she's one of those that like <laughs> yeah. if she's secretly evil it's gonna be like dang she's a really good actress yeah. then because like <laughs> i really like the characters that she portrays but yeah and so then, what else is this direct? The director's going to do Dune yes. coming up. And okay, are you guys excited about that? I am. I don't know that I'm excited about it. <laughs> I might watch it at some point. I don't know. There's so much drama around Dune, mm-hmm. especially with all the delays and everything right now. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just disappointed that they didn't get Kyle McLaughlin back. It would have been cool if he'd just been in in some role, just have him play Leo yeah, or agree. something. Something. 
Just bring him in for like a hot second. And I mean a hot second. We love Kyle <laughs> McLaughlin. Serve me up a slice of that pie. Mm. <laughs> Complete with some damn fine coffee on the side, please. Yes. <laughs> Complete aside, but I was looking up Amy Adams to see if anyone had any stories about if she actually was nice or terrible in real life. Not that I was going to share I thought I heard them. she was nice, I but just I don't have, know. And found out that I share a birthday with her, so that's cool. Oh, but... <gasps> Oh yeah. my gosh, what sign are you? Leo. Yeah. Leo. Oh, Leo. So yes. is so Ailey. Nice. <laughs> yeah, our birthdays so then, are both August 20th. Yeah. Okay, so then she's probably lovely because you're lovely. Thank you. <laughs> but also, like, she's a Leo, so she's going to be, like, easily the funniest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> a little hot-headed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a little ego, just a little bit of the ego, just a little bit. <laughs> that's why she loves being an actress, because she loves being in the spotlight. Yeah, she's, well, that's why she plays such, like, a nurturing role, too, is, mm-hmm. like, that's it. She comes to her naturally. Leos are good moms. Thank you. I'm proud. They're like mama bears. <laughs> yeah. yeah, We're very, like, protective. I don't even know you, but I'm gonna, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't know you, but I'm gonna compliment your mothering. Thank so. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> No. Like, this is my pride. Yes. <laughs> Do not touch my pride. Yeah. Now, if the listeners want to hear you talk more about, I don't know, ast- astrology of other characters. <laughs> Ooh, I need that show. Don't get me started. That's my, I'm like way into astrology, like way into it. Um, and he's not so much into it. Hey, man. Yeah. We, we are DM just starting our uh, your- Patreon content, so <laughs> you never know. DM me your chart. We can we should chat. I love talking about that kind of stuff. Um, awesome. Anyway. Perfect. Really quick, big three. So I'm a Leo, but I'm a Cap- Capricorn rising, so that's why I'm uh-huh. not as outgoing. As- <laughs> no, that's why you're into podcasting, because you like putting like goals in front of yourself, and you like planning yes. and seeing things through, and you're very stable with your commitments <laughs> with my commitments okay, but not like much what's else in my life he was like trying so hard not to laugh at calling me stable. no it wasn't it wasn't so that she unstable. called you stable it was that you reacted like like you were shocked like, I, I am it's like a very specific stable i'm stable with work like I'm, i am yes. very good at goal setting yes. and like yeah all of that mm-hmm. stuff but inside i'm just a wreck but i just always handle my business anyway yeah. but wait then what's your moon sign are you a pisces i'm a cancer moon so water but cancer so i'm also okay. very like so that's yeah. why you just said that you're a mess on the inside because cancers yeah, because- are Something else. <laughs> K- Katie is a cancer. <laughs> I'm a cancer uh, rising. rising. Cancer, cancer rising. rising. And my I have my Mercury and my Venus in cancer, so. We cry uh, a lot. Yeah, that's why I feelings. was crying watching this movie is because I was like, I'm feeling this right now. Oh my gosh. And she's talking about her feelings. Oh my gosh. This is like a turn on and I'm getting emotional. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Cancer Moon, but I have a Virgo stellium. I'm Virgo Mercury, Virgo Venus, Virgo Mars. <laughs> just like- okay. So doubly why you're like, give me goals, give me task lists. Yes. I love crossing stuff. And off why you guys are working together on this? Yeah. Because you're like, I love having a partner on a project. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Robert just giggled like but, a girl. But he's, a, <laughs> he's a Pisces rising. That's why. <laughs> he's a Pisces. That is why he giggled like a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I also love talking about astrology with people who know very little about astrology, like with them just being in the room because they're like, I have no idea what any of this means. Hmm. Yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Capricorn. And you're like, ooh, that explains a lot. And they're like, what does that mean? And you're what like, you, mean? you know, you know what that means. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he actively avoids it like our our whole house discusses astrology and he's just like la 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 I'll don't want to be part of we have an entire like astrology group chat in our family that he's not a part of <laughs> so wait what's it, what's your sun sign mine he's an what's your like main yeah I, I, oh is that word, <gasps> me too right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i knew that aquarius but then what's i don't your know what my sign? other things are i don't know capricorn hmm. okay because <laughs> hmm. usually well okay the reason you're probably doing this this and other movie by minute podcasts is because as an Aquarius, you like big concepts mm-hmm. going out there, reaching to the outer ends of outer space, <laughs> and like theorizing. Yeah. Okay. And that's why you like like metaphysics and stuff. Yes, because I am also an Aquarius, and I can vouch for that. <laughs> but I'm an Aquarius Libra Moon Cancer Rising, so that's why I cry when I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we don't host an astrology podcast. No, we don't. No, we, don't. No. Um, we, we host a movie by minute podcast. <laughs> our first season was about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's mm-hmm. called Time Warp Radio. Mm-hmm. And our second season, which is actually, by the time this comes out, will probably be maybe like halfway done. When is this being aired? This will come out in like two weeks. Oh, okay. Never yeah, mind. We live we'll dangerously. Like- we yeah. just record. We're so not like we- people who record like so far in advance. We're like, oh, do we have a show for this week? Cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, perfect. Because we, we do too. We live on the We're edge. We're in that yeah. same camp. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't uh, recorded so my show currently- for tomorrow yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> perfect. Oh, love no. it. <laughs> so we are currently doing season two on Shock Treatment, which is the Rocky Horror sequel slash equal, and it is called Shock Treat Minute. You can find us on all of your major podcatchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an Instagram under the same name, Time Warp Radio, uh, Shock Treat Minute. We have yeah. Patreon content, which, like we said, we just covered the day the Earth stood still. So if you want to hear us ramble on about lots of tinfoil theories. Uh, That's our favorite yeah, hobby. You can yeah. find us <laughs> at all of the places. And we wanted to ask you both, Robert and Sarah, if you wanted to put your tinfoil on to talk about shock treatment with us. I have never seen shock treatment, but I have never said no to a Movies by Minute show yet, as a guest. It's free on YouTube. <laughs> so You're yeah. both well, super and, fun, and you so know? I do it. I'm really I, yeah. antisocial, but I like you guys. So yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we like you too. And you will totally enjoy it. We're going to send you the YouTube link, which, again, it's on YouTube. So take that as you will is what, like, you're... If it's good or not, <laughs> like the fact that it's fully available on YouTube, but yeah. it's. Do you guys like Rocky Horror? Eh, I've a long been pause. entertained by like... it, but <laughs> <laughs> it was they a big part of that answer. <laughs> like being a teenager in Pittsburgh in the nineties, it's like very much a cultural, like part of my upbringing. Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Show. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Personally, I'm not a huge fan, but it was. Yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show, like Midnight, just the whole 90s vibe of, that was, that was my... I have a bunch of friends who did Rocky Horror in Pittsburgh, actually. Nice. (laughs) They came out here afterwards, but they're definitely from Pittsburgh, so... 
If you knew any of them, I probably, we might know the same people. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very likely. Pittsburgh's like that. Like, <laughs> it's a city, but yeah, we all kind of know each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the um, shock treatment is weird. And you'll definitely, if you were confused the first time you watched Rocky Horror, you'll definitely be confused the first time you watched Absolutely. Shock Treatment. <laughs> <laughs> confused is good. I purposely yeah. watch bad movies, so I'm, I'm fine yeah. with it. <laughs> So do we. And is it bad or is it so bad that it's good? Ooh, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. That it's one. such a fine line. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so yes, we will definitely have to arrange that for you guys to Absolutely. come on to our show. Awesome. Yeah. And we've only got one episode left of this show. Yes. We have one more line of dialogue and some credits. That's what yeah. we're... <laughs> yes, two oh words. Oh my gosh. One line. <laughs> and credits roll. We are almost done. But then you guys can really talk about everything that you want to get off your chest. Because I'm sure there's like still so many things that you guys are thinking about. Yeah, or just putting it all together. Like things, pick which tangent was the good one. Because we've probably said so many things. Yeah. Over these. You got to put together your uh, Charlie Day uh, red yarn wall. Yeah. (laughs) Diagram it all, figure out what fits. Yeah. What's left, and then run with it. Exactly. Yeah, that just happened. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Five Minute Arrival. Or go to lemmingdrops.com for links. to think this was the beginning of your story.